Please be advised that Gen X This Is Why contains adult language. Please enjoy this free preview of Amy's Variety Hour, a Patreon-only show that airs maybe once a month, maybe once every other month, and includes a few more segments than the one you're about to hear. For this preview, please enjoy my interview with fellow Gen Xer, Pink Shades, Aaron Martin. And to sign up for more episodes, please click the link in the show notes. everybody, it's Amy's Variety Hour! I am so excited for this first edition of Amy's Variety Hour. As you recall, I promised this to you all when we were starting out our Patreon. I made some flippant remark about wanting to do a sort of a variety show if we hit 100 patrons. We hit 100 patrons, so as long as we stay over that number, we're going to get one of these bad boys. Maybe bi-monthly, maybe monthly, who knows. My idea is pretty simple. I'm going to run this like a classic variety show from the 70s and 80s. There will be three segments. The segments will rotate in and out every time we have one. But today, I have a treat for you. Our first segment is my conversation with podcast hero of mine, the fabulous, the amazing, Aaron Martin. Aaron is my first guest in a segment I'm calling... The Gen X Hot Seat. Let's take a listen. All right, everybody. Welcome to Amy's Variety Hour, our first Gen X Hot Seat. I am so excited for this. This is an idea that came to me like my sister and I were just screwing around and I thought, I'm going to grab somebody who's Gen X and yes. well-known and bring them in and ask them questions and make them suffer a lightning round. And Aaron Martin has agreed to join me today as our first tribute, if you will. Hello. Good morning. <laughs> yes, I have agreed because I am Gen X. I am not well-known. Um, You're but... <laughs> well-known to me. And let me tell you something. A Venn diagram of our listeners, we have a lot of bunkies in our group. Oh, good. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Hey, bunkies. Mm-hmm. Hey, so for those of you who don't know Erin, she is the co-host of the wildly popular Pink Shade <laughs> <laughs> with baby girl, Dr. Mary Payne. That's right. That's right. Yes. My co-host, Mary Payne, who is on a much deserved girls weekend right now. So here I am in the shirt I slept in, um, <laughs> coming right at you. Talking with your about murder je- quilt behind you with my murder quilt behind me, <laughs> totally. Yes, I mean, I have a murder quilt behind me. I'm signed in as Bert's Revenge, which uh doesn't make sense to anyone who doesn't watch Seeking Sister Wife season. And if, uh, if you're not watching whatever Seeking this was, Sister Wife, what are you doing? What, what are you doing? <laughs> so, you guys cover well, you cover reality TV. But yeah, you also yeah. have done some other work. So why don't you tell everybody about your cult talk uh, show oh. and some of the work you did with the BBC, which is oh, awesome. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So I'm, I have a, I have a kind of, it feels like a very old podcast now that is just floating great, out there though. in the ether. 
It's called Cult Talk with Aaron Martin. And it's free. It's a free podcast. It's a just a it's a limited series, as they say on HBO, but it's not HBO quality. It's about the cult that I was born into called uh, it was called the Kobu. And uh, the Church started of Bible right here in Scranton, Pennsylvania, right? Started right there in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Girl, <laughs> the headquarters of the Kobu are still there. Still oh, there. I know they are. Yes. I know they are. Yes. <laughs> oh, going to make a visit one day. So it, I was born into this cult. My parents joined it when they were teenagers and they got married and had me. And anyway, um, they left it when I was very, very young. But I uh, grew up with a lot of the ex-members and it was just a, it was a part of our lives, you know, to this day, it still is. And so I interviewed my mother um, and I interviewed a bunch of ex-members of the Kobu. And um, then I interviewed an ex-member of the Moonies to talk about cults in general, because she does a lot of cult wow. uh, deprogramming work. And yeah, so it's called Cult Talk with Aaron Martin. And I am great. I'm very interested in anything culty. Um, so and, are a lot of our listeners. I feel yeah. like there's a Gen X interest in cults. Uh, yeah, because a yeah. lot of us were born from parents of the 70s, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I mean, mine were hardcore of the 60s and 70s. Like, they were like, you know, <laughs> I was literally born in the cult. So, right. yeah, there's that. And then I did a, a just a lone standing project with the BBC in 2020, and it's called uh, Jonestown Socialism to slaughter nice uplifting title i know i know you know the people the people we interviewed the ex jonestown members um jim jones's uh his one son who it was very enlightening and very well spoken um we they were not happy with that title and the title was not necessarily up to you know the people who created the podcast my producer and i so but anyway yeah it's called from from socialism to slaughter which was really truly tells you the story of what the people's temple was because it was a really great organization i mean i hate to i say that and i sound so gross but no it really was in the beginning it was integrated it was like ahead of its time it was like very much about like drug rehabilitation and Um, racial justice. Mm-hmm. It was all about racial justice. And anyway, I won't get into that in detail, but if you want to listen to that, it's a two-part series. It's just, um, it's it's very short. You can listen to it pretty much if you just look it up on, on the Google machine. On Jonestown Google machine. From, social, from Socialism to Slaughter, BBC. Yeah. Um, when, when I was a teenager, I used to call it Jamestown. You know, I James- used to confuse it with the colony. <laughs> <laughs> Same, 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 same from socialism same, same. to slaughter. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right, girl, let's jump into the hot seat here. Okay. All right. So question one, what does it mean to you to have grown up Gen X? How has it shaped your worldview? That's a problem. <laughs> this is like, this is like deep thoughts by yeah, Gen that's X a people. Deep thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's uh, to grow up uh, Gen X. It's funny because I, I, you don't think about it when you're growing up Gen X. You know, you think about yeah. it like when you're a middle-aged lady. Like, and you're right raising now. a Gen Z. Yeah. yeah. And you're raising a Gen Z. Totally. It means that I am, uh, as I was told, because I taught high school for about 13 years and I was in the school, school district um, administration, you know, for another two it means that, as they told us, um, I will never be a digital native. I will always be a digital immigrant. And 
I won't ever really understand natives and (laughs) therefore I will never understand my children. And I also, I'm a digital immigrant, but I'm not as much of a digital immigrant as my parents. And so I reserve the right to get totally fucking annoyed at them for asking me for help with anything Mm -hmm. digital, even though I myself am like asking my own 12 year old, like, can you help me with this? Like, (laughs) it's just ridiculous. So that's what it means to be Gen X. I'm like straddling the two worlds. Yeah, that's a really good yeah mm-hmm. yeah i'm I'm in the new world, um, but I remember the old world. I remember hitting um play and record when the mm-hmm. d j would play my Bon Jovi song, like to get <laughs> oh. that song on tape. You know what I mean, like yep. on the boom box. Yep. I remember doing yep. that shit. I remember like calling uh waiting for a phone call mm-hmm. uh and not knowing if it was gonna be my boyfriend calling and if my parents were gonna pick up. I remember like when call waiting happened and answering machines and that I think that's what it means more than anything to me. I just think about like the it's like pre war and post war it's like pre digital mm-hmm. and post digital it's like I remember it. I'm I'm yes. here. It's been 84 years. <laughs> you know, I feel like very old in a lot of ways that yeah. I don't think millennials do. Yeah. You know, even though they can be very close to our age in a lot of ways, you know, they can, we can hang out with them. We, they can be in their thirties. We can be in their, we can be in our forties, but we remember uh, a different era. The microfiche of it all the the Dewey Decimal System. Oh, the Dewey Decimal System. Yes. All Um, that stuff. Full disclosure, we are both English majors. (laughs) I know. I know. Can you tell? (laughs) Okay. Talking about waxing poetic about microfiche and Dewey Decimal. Yeah. I just want to say too, you have to cut out that middleman. Like what I do now is I send my kids to help the grandparents with their tech problems. Oh, that is genius. Like grandma's having a problem with their phone, go over there and fix it. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Normally I'm just referring to myself in third person as grandma. Like grandma's having a problem. It's me. they're their knowledge though is limited. Like they can't go over there and figure out a cable box. It's so it no, it's so true though. It's like we we're we're so disgusted trying to help our parents like set up the remotes mm-hmm. and like their mm-hmm. streaming services and everything, but yet we are just struggling along ourselves and you know. Right. Like we like I am the computer person in my immediate group, like in my husband's wow. family. Like what? What? I don't even know. How did I'm this happen? You, like, how do I talk into a mic and not sound like I'm in a cave? And I'm going <laughs> to <fix the> computer. <laughs> how did this happen? Mary Payne and I, my co-host and I, use the same software every single week. Mm-hmm. Every single mm-hmm. week. Same mm-hmm. settings on our microphones, same headphones, everything. And, we do not change a thing. you never know what you're going to get. We fuck it up every single week. We're like, this is the worst we've ever done at any job we never make progress we never get better at it we we never like graduate to the next level of knowing anything and then just when we do they change the platform they're like we're doing an update and we're like no no yeah so that's being gen x to me it's like acting as acting as if Okay. Acting as if I belong in this world, but I but I remember the other world. And that's really one the world foot I belong in. in. One foot in, one yeah. foot out. Yep. All right. So question two is what's the first shared event you remember from your childhood? Like something that everybody seemed to 
care about at one time? Michael Jackson's Thriller album when I was in third grade. Oh, oh, I remember when that came out. Yes. It was the same year as Mary Lou Retton's Olympic win. Yes, it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was the same year as, it was not the same year as The Challenger. I don't think. That was 86. That was 86. So I'm yeah. talking about 84, I believe. Right. But so, yeah, 1984. <laughs> good, good, good novel. Um, So I remember Michael Jackson's Thriller album and I was in a, I went to, a, just for your listeners, I went to like 13 different schools, but I was in, the school I was in that year um, was in Pennsylvania. It was in uh, Middlesex, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And I had a teacher named Mr. Cipriano and he was my very favorite teacher to this day. Best teacher ever. The only male teacher I think I ever had in elementary school. And it was very rare, especially back then in the eighties to have a male elementary school teacher. He had, he looked like Richard Simmons. He had Richard Simmons energy and I loved him. And he would play thriller out on the playground every single day. And we would be out there moonwalking. I had a little, That's when I started the I Love Tim Swope Club because I loved Tim Swope. But I then I became boyfriend and girlfriend with Tom Donnelly, TD, because he got oh. a glittery glove. Oh, the glove. For his oh, left hand. God. And we were just so his all family like, was rich. <laughs> yeah, his family was rich. He got a glittery glove. And we were just like, um, just innocent third graders like nobody it it wasn't like ooh rock and roll or like crazy we were just enthralled with thriller we were like billy jean is not my lover i mean third graders out there third graders yeah he stole mr cipriano stole all of the all of the cafeteria trays one day so we could sled down the hill he was that kind of teacher he was just the fucking cool he was amazing. He was amazing. This was these were the days when the paddle was hanging in the front of the room next to the yep. chalkboard. Mm-hmm. And we had I was always um sat next to the hyper kid, as they called him back then, the hyper kid. Sure. Which now they would have a diagnosis and proper and medication an and proper and, treatment yeah. and IEP. But back then it was just the hyper kid, Jake or whatever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I I was always sitting next to the hyper kid because they were like Aaron has a calming effect on them and I'm like Aww. that's because <laughs> yeah 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 huh yeah. Mm-hmm. And I remember this teacher Mr. Cipriano, he was like I'm warning you. I remember him pointing at this kid like I'm warning you and he pointed to the paddle. And the kid was like, you know, just a mess like shoving erasers up his nose like licking yeah. the desk. I don't even know. And he's like, "Okay, second warning." And like the third warning he's like, "Okay, come up here and we were all like horrified because we're like mr cipriano is going to paddle him in front of the whole class which we had seen teachers do before Mm -hmm. in the 80s i mean whoo it was it was rough it was like traumatizing just to be in school you were like who's gonna get beat you know yeah and he and he went up there this kid and he was all like oh and he was like all freaked out and mr cipriano said i told you if you keep acting up what i was gonna do and he's like, yeah. And he gave him a huge hug. Oh, I know. And then did he crack him across the back of the bathroom? 
Hell no. He never used that paddle. Oh, Other teachers did. He never. Teacher. I know. I know. So anyway, I'm just, I'm thinking of the Michael Jackson thriller album. I know we're not supposed yeah. to speak of Michael Jackson in, in good terms anymore, but, no, but we I can remember that the artist, the art from the artist. We can do that, that moment, that year and that teacher and that just whole experience. That was my first, like, I remember that as being like a, just a, a pivotal, pivotal yeah. year. Okay, next one. Which soap opera or night nighttime soap did you grow up being forced to watch? Uh, I was not forced to watch any soap operas, but I did become a mother's helper when I was twelve, which okay. means that I wasn't. I was babysitting, but the mom was still there. She was getting mm-hmm. over like a hysterectomy, I think, and I was mm-hmm. helping her with her baby, which I uh, who I dropped on his head one time. I'm sorry. Um, anyway, but uh, we together would do latch hook. And watch Santa Barbara every oh, single Santa Barbara. day. I forgot about that. Uh-huh. And you were doing latch hook. Doing? Can you even? Uh, I mean, how Gen oh, X is we this? Had our doing latch, latch hook. Yeah. Doing latch hook. Watching Santa Barbara while the baby was napping. I would get up. I would make the baby his apple juice bottle. No shit. Wow. I know. Wow. Yeah. And it probably was like apple drink. Is this guy yeah. okay? You dropped him on his head. He him straight apple juice. I, I don't know. I can't even believe I'm recording this. I'm going to be taking it. It's going to be like a law and order. Dun, dun. Like they're going to catch me like all these years don't, later. Don't now. worry. Like 10 people are going to hear this. Oh God. That was the soap opera though. It was Santa okay. Barbara and uh, what's her nuts was in it before she was Robin Wright Penn. Robin Wright was in it. Yeah. Um, And she, oh my God. God, I loved that soap opera. I got I got hooked at 12. Okay. Last last regular question. Okay. What is the most dangerous thing you did as a teenager? The most dangerous thing I did as a teenager was um cliff jump off of literal cliffs at Raystown Lake in Pennsylvania. Oh my goodness. With my two friends Cindy and Missy and and my friend Cindy's younger sister who was only a year younger. And we cliff, we would cliff jump, boom, boom, like jump. Oh, look at us. Like we're crazy. We were like uh, 15, maybe 16. How high were these cliffs? High, high. But that wasn't the most dangerous part. We would cliff jump down and then uh, middle-aged men in boats would throw us beer cans (laughs) to get on their boats. Oh, that's great. So if you survived the cliff jumping, then you would get maybe possibly abducted for the price of a beer can. Throw in a because, little possible sexual assault for a beer. Yeah. And we would like ride around in these guys' boats and then like oh come back God, and cliff jump Aaron. more and have beer cans thrown. And uh, yeah, this was it. I'm really glad that you survived that. <laughs> All right. So now we're going to move on to our lightning round. Okay. Okay. Here we I'm going to give you two options. You must answer which one is better. For example, if I say... Robert Downey Jr. or Scott Bayo, the obvious answer is Robert Downey Jr. Obviously. And yes. unlike any other opinion show, there is a right and wrong answer here. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Okay. Yes. All right. Pearl Jam or Nirvana? Nirvana. Okay. I love your sound effects. <laughs> oh my God. That is amazing. Pee Wee Herman or Weird Al? Uh, Weird Al. 
Two for two. I'm I'm killing it. (laughs) Madonna or Cyndi Lauper? Cyndi Lauper. You're killing it! (laughs) (laughs) I did did think for a minute because my love of Madonna in the 80s was real, but Cyndi Lauper stands the test. Stands the test of time. Yeah. Cindy Lauper is writing songs about female masturbation in the 80s. Come on. Seriously. She's an icon. I know. <laughs> I know. I love Madonna too, though. I do. Okay. Pac-Man or Frogger? Frogger. <laughs> <laughs> that was wrong. all we could afford. It was all we could afford. <laughs> I, okay. my grandmother played miss pac-man so hardcore that oh, we had to take it away from miss her Pac-Man. she got arthritis yeah she broke joysticks it was bad <laughs> joystick right. bet midler or barbara streisand bet midler are you beaches i mean beaches if you did is amazing if you didn't watch it, Beaches just to literally make yourself cry, you just weren't living. Just ball your face off. <laughs> oh your God. face off. Yes. Oh oh. Um, Little House or The Waltons? Ooh. Little House, please. Thank you. I'm here for John Boy and his mole <laughs> and his later, and his later uh, acting prowess as serious roles. Please, no. Mm-mm. You're here for Paw. Second second season, right? No shirt, falling out of that tree, running That's around right. beating the shit out of people who are bothering that- Carolyn. That's what I'm here for. <laughs> I'm here for I'm here for people going blind suddenly. Yeah. Not blind yep. the next year. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All right, now the final one. This is tough. Take a second with this one. All right, all right, here we go. Tears or fears? <laughs> <laughs> Tears. Well done. Yay. Yay. Oh my you god, I like love it. Seven. That was pretty good. That was pretty All good. Right. All right. All right. I'll take it. I, I would well, like a participation ribbon oh, of some sort. No, we, we don't give those. You failed. <laughs> you got one wrong, you failed. <laughs> That's right. I would like I would like a red pen to say minus one on a paper for me. That Absolutely. would be good. Absolutely. All right. Aaron, thank you so much for talking to me today. I really appreciated it. I love you, Amy. Thank you for always coming on our podcast, Pink Shade, and just being our third bunkie in charge. I'm like bunkie by proxy or something. You you are. <laughs> you are. Love it. All right. All right. Thanks so much. And again, people can find you at Pink Shade. Yeah, everywhere. at Pink Shade, Pink Shade Pod, Pod on Instagram. Follow us. You'll yep. be our 6,000th person. Maybe. Yay, we yay. don't know. All right. Thank you so much, Aaron. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening. If you enjoy what you hear and you want to hear more, including a back catalog of over a year's worth of blockbusters and other shows like After School Specials and Love Boat and The Golden Girls, and now we're doing My So-Called Life and Rock of Love, please click the link in the show notes or visit patreon.com slash why. For as little as $5 a month, you'll have access to all these goodies and you'll help support the show and we really appreciate it. Thanks again for listening.